The opinions expressed on this program may be considered offensive, crude, or politically incorrect. They are merely those of the speakers and not of the affiliates and or sponsors. And I'm back to where I was again. Take you in as you take me out. Cut this string, I'm getting higher and I can't seem to calm down. Welcome to the 59th episode of Multiple Perspectives, a podcast where we take a look at controversial news from many points of view. Coming up on this week's episode, an examination of consumerist culture. I'm your host, Ken. Joining me every week is mannequin challenge expert joe how's everybody doing have you heard of the mannequin challenge yes i have it's the stupidest thing i've ever seen it is the what it's the stupidest thing i've ever seen like you know there was the ice bucket challenge for it was raising awareness and raising money whatnot what is the mannequin challenge for i think it's just uh probably raising awareness of mimes of mannequins (laughs) mannequins mannequins and mimes mannequins and mimes have you uh partaken in the man have you partaken in any challenges at all uh the running man challenge no 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 nothing no 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 running man no cinnamon no ice cold water no i guess being vegan vegan is a challenge itself all right, okay. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> what about the podcast challenge? What is the podcast challenge? Oh, it's, you know, you just uh, get as many people as you can to listen to multiple perspectives. Oh, yes, I've done that many times. <laughs> <laughs> and you fail. I failed. And so have I, which is why uh, we're talking to six people right now, hopefully. Thank you hopefully. for listening. Whoever is listening, but we're just kidding. Uh, obviously, I mean, challenges are, I guess that's the new, that's the millennial way of raising awareness. It's the millennial way of uh, feeling connected to other people. That's all they could talk why about, have, probably. Why do you have tape on your finger? Is that the tape challenge? Oh, it's tape. Oh, no, man. It's, it's for uh, it's design. It's the tape challenge, isn't it? <laughs> it's to raise awareness. For what? Is that electrical tape? Yeah, it's electrical tape. I was taping up some stuff. Yeah, it is. (laughs) All right, whatever. All right, that's not what this uh, week's show is about. It's not about tape or mannequins or cinnamon. It's about the consumerist culture. Specifically, we're going to be touching upon Black Friday and, uh, you know, holiday shopping in general. It's a big controversy among the millennial social mainstream media news, whatever you want to call it. Have you seen people just posting, you know, just how much they hate shopping and stuff like that? Yeah, of course. I've I've seen people say, uh, spend time with your family. This stuff is not good for us. I'd rather... Is it just me? Or are those same people saying that? The same people who whose profile pictures are them with like Gucci bags and North Face jackets? <laughs> I don't think it's just you. I've, I've, I've realized... <laughs> All of us are consumers in some way, you know. But How could you live and not be a consumer? It, it's It's part of the free market. We want stuff for cheap, man. Yeah, I mean, competition is good for the economy. But that's not what we're talking about specifically. Let's move to a article from Fortune.com, one of those annoying articles where a video starts when you go on it. So if you check out that link in our show notes, make sure you pause the video. It's titled Black Friday. Will it signal a resurgent American Economy. This is written by Chris Matthews, and he basically touches upon a few uh, surveys that he cites, uh, the first one being from the uh, National Retail Federation that points to a big surge of Black Friday traffic this year. But I feel like every year they say, oh, yeah, this is the big record year for Black Friday shopping. Is that what you've seen? I have noticed that. I think probably the media probably puffs it up a little bit. To show that our economy is doing strong. Yeah, this year, Black Friday shoppers have increased by 26.92%. 
How did they survey that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it, I bet it's from Pew Research Center. <laughs> they probably looked at the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> just counted the cars. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, shopping is always good for the economy, or is it? Yeah, well, I wonder, is, is do we just all shop and the economy be all good? Everybody will get their jobs back? Our credits will well, be good? I, our debts will be paid? Conceptually, when you buy something, um, you know, you're supporting the people who made the product, the factory that made the product or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, does not increase demand, therefore making the economy, the economy is all about flow. I mean, if something stops, that's when you know the economy dies. Yes, I think that's why they mention about spending on Black Friday, because if we do save our money, we don't keep it under our bed, for example. The economy doesn't really get pushed You forward. keep your money under the bed? No, that's metaphorically speaking. All right, to all the listeners, Joe keeps his money under the bed. <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> in Lock yeah, and keep. If, you need, if you need to rob him, it's under the bed. Yes. Well, what, what, I think the reason why Black Friday is measured or studied is... The more money we put into the economy, the more exchanges happen. So we pay the guy who's the cashier, cashier gets paid. If Black Friday doesn't happen, then people don't have jobs, supposedly. Okay. Did you do any shopping? No, I, I didn't actually. So am I am I a traitor to the American society? Well, am I, I don't know. Is it because... It, well, here's the thing. Did you not do shopping because you just didn't find anything you wanted? Or did you not do shopping because you're just, you know, greedy and you're hugging all your money? No, it's just, man, I don't like seeing crowds, man. I mean, I usually go online, check something out and see if it's there. Is it limited2.com? No, it's not limited2.com. Do you know what limited2 is? No, I thought that's, that's just a phrase you were saying. <laughs> No, what is it? <laughs> Limited Two is like a, a like a Hello Kitty brand for a girls' clothes. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it's called Limited Two, or it used to be Limited Two. Now it's Justice. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, my my cousin told me about this. He's <laughs> a girl, not a guy. <laughs> okay, so y- you go on Justice.com and you buy your clothes. You know the print, the pink frilly dress in size two. Uh, so that actually kind of segues into one of my other thoughts is that a lot of people they chastise you for shopping on Black Friday as, as in going to the mall and shopping. Okay. These are the same people who go online and shop. Yeah, sure. Uh, is there is there a difference? Uh, the only difference is physical interaction with people. I think because there's having no there's no fighting videos online about online shopping. <laughs> Well, you know, there's bidding wars on eBay and and that. Yeah, but do people have fisticuffs and uh, people get trampled on? I don't think so. Okay. Do, what do you think? That's what people are criticizing the fact that you know people are. You know, I've never actually even seen that in real life. That might be another thing that the media puffs up. Well, I remember uh, going to Walmart a couple couple years ago for after Thanksgiving with my cousins. I've seen people fight over parking lots, but I've never seen people like bloodied over something. Me too. So I've seen fights over parking spots for sure. Yeah, not even on Black Friday, just on busy weekends in the summer, even. And that's the that's the worst I've seen. I've never seen anyone fight over a PlayStation. Nah, me neither. But going back to your question, I think people see like say you going to the mall during Thanksgiving as bad it's because I guess they're going back to the good old days of I guess staying at home during Thanksgiving it's like oh it's traditional stay at home you're anti-family if you go shopping you're greedy if you okay. go shopping that's, I even, that's a good what, point how does this Black Friday thing start I mean I just subtly heard of it wait you just heard of it this year no not this year but it <laughs> just came to be when I was probably around middle school. Is that when it began? Uh, no, it, it actually started a while ago. I was listening to the radio. Um, they told the story of it. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But it started a while ago. I can't remember what it is. 
just, I mean, around holiday season, that's when the shopping kind of kicks off. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's just Black Friday. It's just there. It's a good marketing, whoever invented it, though. So, uh, you know, if Black Friday shopping or holiday shopping, whatever you want to call it, is good for the economy, you know, con- conceptually, it just strolling through this article here, it, it should benefit the economy by cr- increasing more flow. But then, there's so many people complaining about it. We, we just touched on it a little bit. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any other reasons why people complain about it besides, oh, you're being greedy rather than spending time with your family? Or is it just one of those things where it's cool to hate? It, it probably cool to hate or they're jealous. I oh, they're jealous of you? i to be shopping with my family, but <laughs> I don't want to go outside because it makes me look bad. It's, I, I uh, mean... I think in this day and age, especially among our peer group, I think there's a lot of things that are cool to hate. I'm not sure why. It's just that people fear missing out if they don't hate something that everybody else hates. Yeah, I think it's there's a I think there's a big trend of a holy art thou movement. It's uh like being good or having these principles up there and posting it online showing that you're leaning a certain way i guess it's popular to do now you know like idealistic post and post that uplift humanity i guess it's popular for people to say hey stay at home be with your family don't go shopping it's the right thing to do yeah, there's that. And then uh, I don't know if you heard about uh, places like REI. I think Eddie Bauer does one. Columbia does one. Don't quote me on that. But uh, they do something called, well, they don't call it anything, but they basically shut down on Black Friday and they tell you to go outside. Are those people working against the economy? Uh I mean, they're doing their own thing. They get a choice to do it. REI, Eddie Bauer, whatever. Don't call me on that, as you said. There's some businesses who decided to shut down. There were, a long time ago, when I was young, what I remember on Thanksgiving, almost everything was shut down. You can buy anything on Thanksgiving. Oh, you mean Thanksgiving Day itself? Yeah, well, yeah, even the evening. Night yeah, time. that that's how it used to be. It used to be Black Friday was literally at midnight. And that was like at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, some places open at 2 p.m., I think. I was at O'Reilly's on Thanksgiving Day because I was working on my truck. And the guys working there, the two guys working there did not look happy. Why? Did you ask them, you got to work here? <laughs> no, it, was, it was Thanksgiving. I, I even called them. I thought they were closed. I called them and I was surprised some guy picked up and I said, you guys are actually open today? <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, until 5 p.m. Hmm. Well, I remember uh, some fast food were open, but most places do decide to shut down. It is lost revenue for some. I mean, for a business, if you think about it, for us economy-wise, if you're a business and other companies are opening up, in order to compete with others, you should open up, right? Yeah, but it's cool to hate. <laughs> it's always cool to hate. Cool to hate. And being cool trumps all. So let's move along to our next article uh, from Tremor.com, written by John Revick. And it's titled, A Very Black Friday Indeed Has Consumerism Taken Over. So this is kind of the other side of the coin in comparison to uh, my last article there. Uh, so John starts off saying, People trampling each other in box stores. Adults stealing from children. People camping out for day. It's great, okay? He's going to go on with a little narrative. That's how he does it with this article here. And then he goes on to quote a bunch of people. Uh, the first one being, uh, let's see here, Andrew Leonard from Salon.com. It's a toxic mix that tells us too much about the state of our own culture. The kickoff to the shopping season is crucial to the overall health of our economy, but at the same time, the annual spectacle is sending strong signals that something is deeply wrong. What does that mean? Deeply wrong about what? 
Well, that's the question indeed, because uh, then John goes on forward to say, what is so deeply wrong about the spectacle is it's practically taken over Thanksgiving. Uh, so in his opinion, and I'm sure a bunch of readers and listeners, Thanksgiving is now a shopping holiday. Is that what it's become? Well, And is that a bad thing yeah, if it, it has become that? I mean, Thanksgiving itself is a little bit consumerism, isn't it? Oh, a little bit? Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. People consume a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. And you're you're buying the food, too. So the same people who are saying, oh, yeah, anti-consumerist, don't go buy anything. You just bought about 20 pounds of food. <laughs> and then you're going to throw that shit away after. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of food is actually wasted during Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving overall, that day overall, is just a wasteful day. A wasteful day, yes. Well, it's, I mean, to be honest, if you zone it down, a lot of people are just a waste of space on Earth anyways. So, <laughs> <laughs> In order to save the planet, half of you must go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk said that. Send him to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Thanksgiving. I mean, it, it, the holiday has become shopping, but even before Thanksgiving, people are already buying stuff, getting ready for the holidays. It's it, it, Thanksgiving is the beginning of showing off, I would say. Showing off You're what? showing off to your family. Everything. You, you, you know, like when family members get together, say, I guess some families. This is your family their, you're talking about. Okay, listen. <laughs> not really. But it, uh, what I envision or I picture. what I Oh, picture I dropped is, my $2,000 watch. Could you pick it up for me, please? Yeah, something like that. Or, you know, whoever is the host. We'll clean up the house, make it look spiffy. You know, I um, never understood that. Just what do you mean to clean up? <laughs> well, yeah, when someone's coming over, you you, you make sure to shine everything. I don't because it. it's a show. It's a show. You know, it's a it's a status show. So Thanksgiving is a way to show your family members, hey, look at my social status. In my opinion. And then shopping is almost the same way, where you're trying to up yourself up socially. Yeah, I always bring a coach bag to the mall. Whatever I buy, I put it in the coach bag. I walk around with it. <laughs> Do you I want actually, a plastic bag, sir? I actually put it in a Maserati bag. <laughs> <laughs> if I buy a pair of jeans, I put it in a Maserati bag. All right, the author goes on to say that... Uh, a holiday that is supposed to be focused on family and thankful, uh, being thankful. Uh, it seems that each year goes by and that is all fading. And now Thanksgiving is all about scoring that deal on the LCD TV. I feel like this is a very just pessimistic look at it. I mean, after reading what this guy writes, my honest to God thought is why can't there be both? Why not Thanksgiving and shopping? Yes, that is a very... Good question. I mean, there can be both. There is both right now. You could eat your turkey or whatever you eat during Thanksgiving and uh, go shopping after. For me, with my cousins, uh, we only went a couple times after Thanksgiving. Like, we stayed up. And it was kind of like a bonding experience for my cousins. I didn't buy anything myself, but I felt like, you know, we were protecting each other in this zombie-like place. There's a thrill in it. There's somewhat a thrill seeing that many people. Yep, I, that's one way to put it. Uh, so Matt Walsh from The Blaze, he writes this next quote that uh, our author quotes here. Black Friday could not be contained to a mere 24 hours. It is consumerism. It wants more. It always wants more. Nothing is scared to it. Uh, nothing is sacred to it. Nothing is valuable. So now Black Friday has eaten Thanksgiving a lot. What is he saying there? I don't. I can't comprehend a word of that. And it's from blaze.com, so keep that in mind. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I, well, okay, let me let me try to break this down. All right, I think he's saying synthesize that, it. I think he's saying like Black Friday is just a symbol of the, of the whole consumer culture. It's just a symbol of it. It's not one day, it's 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 how we actually are okay. as a society. So, I mean, uh, this is all kind of 
it all kind of ties down to people not wanting to break the tradition of Thanksgiving. So why, in your opinion, why are people so hung up on traditions? Because we're afraid of the future. Afraid for what future? we will become. I think we're afraid of, you know, the future. I mean, we don't know how we're actually going to end up. There's no guarantee. But, you know, if people say a tradition of Thanksgiving, some people say the tradition of Thanksgiving uh, comes from violence. Exactly. So Black Friday is is traditional. So some people see Thanksgiving as two two ways. The elementary school way is, you know, they give us some paper hats, pilgrim hats, and yeah, uh, pilgrims get celebrating with Native Americans. Correct. So that's the image that we were taught when we were probably first grade. Were you Native American or were you a pilgrim? I think I was. Uh, I think I was a Native American. They put all the white kids as the pilgrims. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's the what one, the one white kid that was in class. <laughs> yeah, so that story was taught to us as children, and then when you grow older, Call it a fairy tale. Uh, the fairy tale becomes a nightmare to some. Where Thanksgiving was the beginning of the genocide of Native Americans. Yeah, so, so uh, I've been thinking about it. There's one group that says, hey, don't go shopping because we're going to support that consumerist culture. Stay home and celebrate Thanksgiving with your family. And then in and of that group and separately as well, there's another group that says, don't celebrate Thanksgiving at all. Because, uh, you know, it's celebrating the genocide of Native Americans. Yeah, there are what, some people that do not celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, what I get from that is you just can't please everybody. Everyone's going to... No, there's always can't. one group that complains. If you please that group, another group's going to complain. Yeah, I don't believe Native Americans celebrate Thanksgiving. Well, I'm sure uh, a lot of them from do. My, probably some do. I'm sure a lot of them just don't care. You know, Thanksgiving is just that. It's about giving thanks. It's not about the, the yeah, Native American... Giving, yeah, because to me, that's, that's how I it see it now. Yeah, that's what it's not the pilgrim and the Native American thing. It's just you know being thankful. But I guess the origins of it. Every day is Thanksgiving. Every day should be Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why can't we eat like this every day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people complaining. We're culture. A lot of people complaining about uh, you know the anti-Native American whatever concept of this or the celebrating of genocide. A lot of them are the same people who oppose shopping and they want to celebrate Thanksgiving at home. So that's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I mean, how, how can you be complaining about shopping consumer culture when, uh, you know, you know what's happening right now in the news is uh, the Dakota pipeline at Standing Rock. So you have Native Americans being treated by, you know, National Guard policemen protesting peaceful protesters, shooting them with rubber bullets, and you, you complain about shopping and Thanksgiving. Well, actually, Native Americans are actually getting, you know, attacked. Yeah, that story's not being covered that well in the news anyways. Uh, you know, it's all about which, which holiday turkey is Obama going to pardon this year? <laughs> Is that you'd rather be uh, more concerned about shopping and fake Native Americans, historical Native Americans, than Native Americans who are living today? For some people. Like I say, you can't really please everybody. Yeah, it's odd. It's odd. I mean, it's one of those things that just brings what I call Facebook activism out. Oh, yeah. Internet warriors. Internet Social justice warriors. warriors. Social (laughs) justice Social justice warriors, I think that's the actual term. Is it really? Is it one of those people who just type on Facebook and think they're making a difference? Yeah, I think I used to be like that, honestly. Well, are we social justice warriors? Somewhat. We we, we spread a message. We say something. Well, I don't know message, if anybody really cares what we I say. Think the, I think our message is pretty much just everyone's wrong. Everybody's wrong except what you <laughs> Every Everyone except you is wrong. That's our message. So, I mean, to be honest, it's a good message. It's a good message. <laughs>
So let's just take a quick music break here and uh, we hop back in. We'll be touching a bit more on Thanksgiving and shopping and the holiday season. You're listening to MP. So speaking about consumerism taking over, have you ever wondered why, the reason why people shop at Black Friday? It's, uh, you know, the voices in their head tell them to. Which voice? The psychological voice. <laughs> the psychological voice, exactly. Coming from lifehacker.com. This article titled The Psychological Reasons Why We Shop Like Crazy on Black Friday, written by Josie Rubio. Now, this is from Lifehacker, but I actually really like this article. What do you think about reading it? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It actually, I think it's pretty fair. Yeah. Well, basically, what I'm saying is Lifehacker sucks. <laughs> as a this writer good yeah as a news source but I, I really do I like this article it's got some education to it basically and it's got it's written in a way that you can easily read and it, 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 the, the biggest determining factor on why I like it is because it's not 10 psychological reasons why you shop on Black Friday uh, number 10 number well, 9 I think that, number I think 8 it probably seven, is it probably six. is a list though yeah, but it's not written. St- okay, have you found yourself clicking the next button? The next button? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a list. It's more of a scroll down. It's an actual article. Sure, it's an actual article. Yeah, that, that's just why I thought of it. Uh, like I mentioned, it's really easy to read. It's got uh, actual, you know, educational information, things that you take away from it. And that's what all articles should be like. So... I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. Lifehacker a pat on the back for this one. Okay, so uh, according to uh, Rubio, a scientist, a consumer scientist, James Maury, gives all these lists. The first thing that he says that reason why people shop at Black Friday is that deals feel so good <laughs> and sticker shock <laughs> actually hurts. <laughs> I, I like that one because it's it's true. Deals feel good. Don't you feel good when you find something for a good price? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. So, a uh, assistant professor at the Darius College of Business at DePaul University in Chicago, this scientist, says that the uh, nucleus accumbens is activated. It's like the reward center to your brain when you see a good price. And when you don't see a fair price, it feels actually painful to your body. Yeah. So when you see, you know, um, fifteen ninety nine for three strips of vegan bacon, does it hurt inside? Oh yeah, it does, man. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. But then when you see two ninety nine for three strips of vegan bacon, I was like, "Damn, this feels good. <laughs> I feel healthier already." <laughs> Yeah, seriously. All jokes aside, you know, I, I went shopping today. I bought a pair of jeans for $15. Okay. That's a good deal. That's a pretty good deal. That is a damn good deal in this day and age. Um, 
Whether or not they're good jeans, who knows? That's I'm going to put that to use. I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing them right now. But yeah, it, it's nice to get your money's worth because there's so many chances to get ripped off nowadays. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, uh, not even with clothing, just anything, even just parking. $20 for two hours? Dang, how can you afford that? I don't know. I don't. I really don't know, but... I like that reason. I can see why they put it, you know, up top because it makes sense. Um, so all those people opposing holiday shopping and Black Friday shopping deal hunting, they're putting anti-consumerism ahead of people's happiness. Ahead of people's happiness. The deals make people happy. Psychologically and physically. So, you know, like another reason why they, they go into it is Limited sale times and product quantities create a sense of urgency and FOMO, FOMO. That's a fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. Yeah. You know, when you go to Best Buy and you see the limited supplies uh, of LCD TVs, 50 inches for, I don't know, 200 bucks or something like that. Just putting supplies limited makes people a little bit worried. Oh, yeah. That's that's a that's very good tac- tactical way of uh, selling something. So if you go to Trader Joe's and you see that package of vegan bacon and it says supplies limited, do you kind of just get an urge to pick it up? Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen stuff where it's the last thing there. And you just buy it anyways? This might be the last one. <laughs> you know, a sense of urgency and like scarcity, it, it's part of, uh, I think, human psychology is like, this might be the last, you know, Apple. It's like at the bar when they turn the lights on at 2 a.m. <laughs> so it's it, it's a good way. I, I think, I don't know if it's a conspiracy that, you know, shopping centers and malls rack up the prices before sailing, before Black Friday, and then bring them a little bit down to its regular price during Black Friday. And saying that's scarce, we are running out. We are running out. I don't know their algorithm of what how they set up their sales. Don't worry. There's a guy in an empty room with a computer with like <laughs> thick glasses on is working the algorithm right now as it's, we speak. He's just using yeah, doing math problems in the back. Yeah. So people are just, they can't stand the idea of missing out on a bargain. I mean, a lot of people buy things they don't need just because it was on sale. Have you experienced oh, yeah, that situation? Yes, I've experienced that. What and then later on in the, in the house, I'll be like, what the heck did I buy this for? Is it like a lamp shaped as a kitten? Kitten shaped lamp? <laughs> I, think I, bought, I think I bought like a golf hat. Is that just a hat? Oh, I don't go golfing. It's just, it means well, a hat. What makes it a golf hat? You know, the ones, uh, it's like a driver's cap. The ones with the, without the top? Like, what do you mean the top? I mean, it has to have a top if it's a hat. Well, no, I, those, those visors, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess that's not a hat. Oh, no, no, no. Not the visor. No, no. There is a top. Wait, well, my, what makes it a golf hat, though? Does it say golf Man, on it? It's the hat that I see Tiger Woods always wearing. Or the old timers. Old time. No, I donated it already. I barely wore it, so. Okay, so you bought a hat you didn't need. Why'd you buy it? <sighs> I don't know. It felt like, uh, you know, I could afford it. <laughs> like, is it a good deal? I was looking at, should I buy this? I keep on asking. My I mean, I mean, my rule is that if you ever ask, should I buy this? You probably shouldn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like it, it, am I, am I going to be the only one buying this? You know, when I see something, when it feels like it's the only one around, I feel like buying it. That means you have a disease. <laughs> it's not healthy. That's why I try to stay away, man. Why? So, okay, all right. So, you can't resist your shopping urges. I've just learned that. Uh, I mean, I window shop a lot. What does man. that mean exactly? You just, know, people say a lot all the time is that you just walk by and look at things or what? Yeah, I just walk by and look at things. So, what are you looking at yeah. exactly? You know, look, looking at clothes, looking at technology. I'm like, wow. You know, you just get a sense of feeling what's what's being sold. So you're these telling days. me if you went to a store and they only had a one of each thing, you would buy the whole store. <laughs> no, I have an urge to say, man, this might be the only thing around. What if, what if it's something you don't need, <laughs> like a piece of steak? 
<laughs> no, I won't uh, buy it. I, I'm just saying, whoa, this thing might be rare. Well, if it's a steak, it should be rare. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> well, moving on to the next one. Getting a doorbuster deal or a limited item can make you feel superior and validated, just like I was speaking. So, if, you know, a deal was good or a limited item, like a special, I don't know, Xbox, for example. The gold one. I know people could say, I got, yeah, I got a gold plated, uh, I don't know, spoon. <laughs> spoon? <laughs> it, uh, well, I don't know, it heats up I your gotta food. I got to ask, in your it. household, do you, do you guys have the large, oversized wooden spoon and fork on the wall? Yes, I do. <laughs> is that a Filipino thing? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if we did get it from the Philippines. All right. Okay. I, I guess it is. It, I guess it's it's just a symbol of how much uh, our people like to eat. But uh, in sense of, you know, it, it, in, in the article it says that creating a sense of competition that everyone will be looking for the best deal. Okay. Takes advantage of the social proof principle. Can you name one instance where you've partaken in this? Uh, let's see. Um, no, nah, I'm not really sure. I mean, you don't show off your 1996 Dodge van? Uh, 1997. <laughs> okay. All right. That's not one thing you show off? <laughs> I mean, I do drive in it, but I don't really show it off, man. It's, it's not a... Uh, it's not a limited item anymore. Oh, I'm sure it is because most of them aren't even running now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got a 97 Dodge Caravan. I, I, people do that with cars. People do that with, uh, I guess people do that with their phone. I, I mean, I do have a phone that is not commonly used. Yeah. Wait, the, a, a Windows phone, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. you're probably the only person in town. Uh, do I feel superior? I'm not really <laughs> validated. But I, I remember, uh, and I, I think an example would be when the first uh, next-gen video games came out, and I hear people getting, you know, PS3, Xbox 360 stuff. You know, I felt like, man, I'm left behind as a kid. You know, everyone were playing new games and, I was stuck playing Game Boy. A lot of nostalgic talk on this episode here today. It's not that nostalgic. It's pretty nostalgic for me. Uh, let's move along to the next one. This one is probably the one that I am guilty of most of the time. It's buying something justifies the time commitment. It's basically that, uh, you know, you waited in the line, you got in the store, might as well just buy something. You know? <laughs> I get that all the time. I'll, I'll go to like... Or sometimes I'll just be walking around somewhere. I'll stop by a 7-Eleven or something just for kicks, you know. And I don't really need anything. But <laughs> might as well just buy a Slurpee since you're here. Whoa. Ah. You know, I see, I feel like when I do walk into a store you should and buy I walk something. out. Otherwise, you look like an asshole. I feel, yeah, I feel like, dude, are they going to think that I stole something? <laughs> So just walk in and walk out. I feel like uh, it's like everybody's just watching you. I feel like there's a pressure to buy something. Now that's something different. That's probably another disease you have. But you know, it's another story for another show. But do do you get that uh, feeling when you go somewhere and you just you know you get to find parking? You drove a few miles to get there and you got in the door. You got past the greeter. Yeah, might as well buy something. Yeah, might as well buy something. Like if you walk into a a suit store, I mean, <laughs> buy a tie or something. I think a lot of people are affected by that one. Um, so that one's probably my favorite out of the whole list. Which one is your favorite? It's probably the uh, feeling, you know, like the time. Quantities are low. Scarcity is low. Missing out. I like that Okay, one. so you're guilty of that one. A little bit guilty. Okay, <laughs> all right. So uh, the article wraps up with, uh, it's actually a really long article, which is why we're not going to read the whole yeah. thing, but there's just one uh, excerpt from it I really like. It says, Black Friday has become part of the holiday tradition for some. 
So, th- yeah, yeah this like is a really good perspective. Yeah. It says Black Friday has become a social ritual and some consider shopping with their families an annual tradition. Part of people's Thanksgiving celebration is they go to bed after eating or they don't and they get in line. What you find is people take their entire family or groups of members of their family or even friends or whatever. They'll go and wait in line and that's just as much of the experience of the Thanksgiving holiday as sitting down and eating turkey. That's a very optimistic outlook. Yeah, I mean, you do have some bonding with your family when you go out shopping. That's what I mean. That's the balance. Having a Thanksgiving meal, whether you support the Native American genocide or not, you know, just <laughs> giving thanks or, or yeah. whatever it is that you want to do, and then also doing the shopping. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but, nothing wrong but with that. But we're going to be chastised for doing the shopping part. Why? Because it's cool to hate. <laughs> Let's move on to our next article from Boston.com, an article titled A Broad Island Holiday Ritual Bucks Black Friday Consumerism. So, you know, on the other side of what do other people do other than shop? So this article, pretty short article from Michelle R. Smith. So in Rhode Island... It's like a holiday day called Buy Nothing Day. Winter Coat Exchange. Kind of a weird have name. Ever seen, it, have you seen that uh, like hashtag or uh, that Buy Nothing Day? Also the same thing as Black Friday. Yeah, it's, Do not it's, buy anything. Today. Like I said, cool to hate. Hashtag cool to hate. <laughs> hashtag cool to hate. <laughs> so it's held the Friday after Thanksgiving at sites around the state is Rhode Island's twist on the anti-consumerism movement and attracts people of all stripes. Anti-consumerism <laughs> movement. So don't, don't buy anything. Just uh, grow everything you own. Yourself. Yeah. So it's a, the idea was hatched during a meeting of the state's Green Party. Okay, that's where that's I stopped right. reading the article. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am a person of the planet, right? So... My question, is consumerism going to bite us in the ass because it might, you know, pollute our our waters, pollute our... Well, I was going to ask you that. You know, if you read further into the article, it says that consumerism is damaging the ecosystem. That's all it says. That's that's it. Period and done. What does that mean to you? Okay. In order for me to answer that question, I need to know what it means to you. What it means is... uh, the the supply and the demand is being you know pushed by the demand of goods and production of goods is increased because of the demand of the goods and because of the demand of the goods we take resources from the planet we you know have factories build clothing toys electronics we mine for gold and silver for electronics and in turn, we take the resources from the earth to produce goods that people want to buy. And it can end up, it might end up destroying our ecosystem. Okay, those are all good points. But in my opinion, I think that every single thing we're doing right now on this planet is going to come back to bite us in the ass. I can't name <laughs> one thing that we're doing unless you're spending your whole life planting trees and not breathing. Yeah, even that breathe. Our our very existence is is is, is damaging gonna affect to the planet, the ecosystem. Yes. Yeah. So we are very. So it's really just about to what level uh, of damage you're doing to the planet. So yes, I do think that over consumerism is going to damage the planet, but consumerism itself is just going to damage the planet just as much as it would if we just did everything regular, whatever that means. Like you like living yeah, a living a hut, burn a fire, and, uh, or you're damaging the planet. Recycle. Yeah, it's, I think it has to do with the capacity that we have and what we do. But you think this exchange? So the idea is, in Rhode Island, uh, people leave winter jackets somewhere, and some people could. Take yeah, it's it's kind of. I think they set up a table or something. Is it? Do you just leave it somewhere, or is it kind of like a meeting on the street? I think it's like a meeting. Yeah, on like, the a street. Drive, like, like a drive, like a coat drive. Yeah, I think it's a setup. Yeah, so people come and just uh, give holiday uh, winter coats or whatnot. What? 
my question is, okay, they're all about, you know, buying nothing, uh, giving codes away. Why can't they do both? Like, why, I mean, why do you have to do, do one or the other? <laughs> I don't get that. It, yeah, it's, uh, you can do both. Yeah, but, okay, go, go to this meeting next year and give them a coat and then tell the person taking your coat, say, say oh, I'm going to go shopping after this. See what happens. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's, uh... We, if you think about the capacity of the clothes and everything that we buy, I don't know if this has that great of impact. Maybe it does in the small community, but you know, you're just exchanging coats. Don't forget, don't forget say, the good uh, vibes they're exchanging. It is yeah. a good vibe. It's the, the love and yeah, the it's care. very important to some of these oh, people. <laughs> I mean, you, you could you could be that person even though you shop on Black. Yeah, Friday. you can be both, but. Uh, Onto. Yeah, to, to, to give the guy a little spotlight, the guy's name, the organizer, his name is Greg Garrett, and he's, he started this whole thing. He says the first year, they collected around 250 coats. Uh, they're estimating 50,000 coats um, have gone through their hands, and he's actually stepping down <laughs> after 20 years. So this whole article yeah. thing is more of an interview back and forth between the author and himself. Yes. Um, I mean, there are a few points I highlighted here, and this touches upon what we just discussed. We always point out that consumerism is something that damages the ecosystem and helps generate the inequality that makes our communities much more difficult to live in. Uh, I disagree with the inequality. I don't know. What, what is he saying there? You know, you know, if you actually think about it, 250 coats were probably collected the first time, because not much people actually bought that much stuff. It's 50,000 coats now because so many people bought so many how, coats. How did you end up away. with the coats to begin with? Didn't you buy them? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so. The for people who donated it first bought them first. And it became 50,000 because they bought 10 coats and now they could give nine okay. coats. It's, it's, it's very obvious our, our stance on this here. So Okay. I mean, I mean, let's it, step it back. Let's step it back. Step it, let me step it back. It is a good way to share. Of course. Yeah. It is a good way to share, you know, giving out codes, people who need them, people who want to give them away. Just like, uh, you know, thrift stores. There was a negatives and positives of that stuff. Donating your goods. Is that a way, isn't it the same thing as this? But for thrift stores, they resell it. This one is for free. Yeah, but you know the thrift store model is they 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 resell and they actually hire people to do all that work. So at the same time, they've given jobs. This year is they just a whole bunch a of hippies getting together on the street and giving away coats. I think is it is that what it is 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 that insensitive to say? No, it's not insensitive to say. Some people say hippie is a bad bad job. You know, hippies have fought for rights. Uh, a different perspective yes, of the world. Yes, they fought for rights by sitting on lawns. They have. I'm they not going to do anything until this law passes. <laughs> I will sit here. I will sit here and smoke my cannabis Peace. until the law passes. Should it not pass... Peaceful protest. I will continue to smoke my cannabis. Should it pass, I will continue to smoke my cannabis. What is the law? Uh, legally, <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously joking here. Um, yeah, we're joking here. I, I, here it says, "What has changed over the years? Not much. The donors are still the same people." Okay, read, read them, the next sentence after that. I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> read the next sentence after. That. <laughs> Some of them are the exact same people. <laughs> what does that mean? So we have, yeah. You know, you know, we have some groups that have been collecting coats for 10 years. So, wait, 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 wait. We got to spend a little bit more time on that. The donors are still the same people. Some of them are the exact same. <laughs> well, that's, that's his quote of how he would speak. Uh, when it says we have some groups that have been collecting coats for 10 years and that, you know, the need has grown. Does that mean our economic situation has worsened? Where people can't really buy their own coat. 
You know, I don't know, to be honest. If, if people go to these uh, events, or uh, I'll call it a charity, does that mean people can't really provide for themselves if it kind of sucks? Well, he does claim that, you know, that number grows, but it could just be people taking advantage of a free code. Oh, yeah, that's true. So. Or he could just be blowing smoke out of his ass to make his event seem more successful than it really is. <laughs> and that's a high possibility as well. Well, not a high possibility, a possibility. I don't want mm. people writing in and being mad at us. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this whole anti-consumer movement, it's uh, very evident in a lot of our peers. Uh, and we'll just sum it up here in total. I mean, what, what's your overall opinion on the anti-consumers movement? Whether it's the uh, fake, you know, Facebook activism version of it, or the real caveman and building fires version it's uh people just gotta be aware of what they consume i think we are we've been advertised to ever since we were kids yeah don't buy the bananas with extra packaging because you know why bananas come in their own packaging have you seen that a banana in a bag a banana in a bag packaged bananas like what are they peeled? No. Them? They're just bananas that come in a bag. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've seen those. That's just... But, um, that's one of the most redundant things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, to me, that's true anti-consumerism. Uh, being knowledgeable that some things are unnecessary. Okay, let me redact that. It's not true consumerism because true consumerism would be the caveman building fire. That's modern, uh, realistic consumerism. <laughs> and, you know, for all the uh, social justice warriors out there, it is it's very good to be aware of what's going on. But if you're going to be an asshole, you about know, it, that's different. <laughs> it's spreading the message. Uh, people know, you know, I know that most of the stuff is, you know, produced by what do you call it? Sweatshop labor. Yeah, a little, I little know that. Asian kid making your shoes for you. Yeah, I know that. And uh, for my personal preference, I'd rather not buy that much. But when I do, I got to buy it. You know, I, I know the story behind it. I'm when you got to, you got to. When you got to, you got to. But then again, you, you, I'm not gonna, <laughs> just by saying that right there, you're going to get a whole bunch of hate mail if we had listeners. You would get like 10,000 letters tomorrow that say, you know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to buy those those T-shirts from the Walmart that were made by Chinese kids for two cents a day. Yeah, so, is it, so should I walk barefoot on this plant? Should I wear nothing? That You know, some people say that's extreme. I've actually seen somebody walk barefoot. Oh, that's a new hippie thing. They call them barefooters. Oh, barefooters? Okay. I mean, this guy was carrying a big okay, stick. Okay, so this though. guy was homeless. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> he was. I don't think. I think he was part of religion or something. But, you know, people be aware of what you consume. And, you know, that saying that eventually stuff that you consume will consume you. I've never heard that before. Well, the, when when I was working at a thrift store. When we. Uh, old man. We, I, I told you the story. We work at a thrift so store. So, we've seen our fair we share of accept. consumerism. Yeah. So, we. We. We accepted the donations of people, stuff that they bought over the years. You know, stuff from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And this old man came to me and said, uh, I'm already old, man. I don't need this stuff anymore. You know, us for youngsters, we, we try to buy so much stuff. I mean, buy what you need, but do you really buy what you need or you buy what you want? I say you can buy whatever you want if you want I'm, to. Just take I care mean, of yourself. Get what you need. Buy a little bit of what you want. Because what's the point of living if, you know, <laughs> you might as well <laughs> just know. die. I mean, that's why I got a game console. I mean, I was like. <laughs> exactly. Well, what's what's going to work and getting all this, uh, you know, expendable cash when if I don't even spend it? Like, I mean. And, am I just going to pile it Yeah, up? and then there's the other side of that. The extreme side of that, the other end of the spectrum is just buy everything, you know, spend your whole paycheck. 
Oh, yeah, you might die today. I don't support either side of the spectrum where you buy everything because you might die tomorrow. And the other <laughs> one is you don't buy anything because you need to save your money. Yeah. Just buy what you want sometimes. Yeah. Be, be a balance. Yeah, it's all about the balance. But to close up here, um, this whole topic here reminded me of something I've seen on LinkedIn. And it's actually a quote from a guy named Tom Nicholson. He runs some pool company in Florida and he posted this on Facebook originally. And it's a picture of his Corvette. And he says, a guy looked at my Corvette the other day and said, I wonder how many people that could have fed that could have been fed for the money that sports car costs. I replied, I'm not sure, but it certainly fed a lot of families in Bowling Green, Kentucky who built it. It fed the people who make the tires. It fed the people who make the components that went into it. It fed the people in the copper mine who mine the copper for the wires. It fed the people who make the trucks that haul the copper ore. It fed the trucking company who hauled it from the plant to the dealer. And it fed the people working at the dealership and their families. But I have to admit, I guess I don't really know how many people it fed. So that guy just basically bitch slapped <laughs> an anti-consumerist. -consumer yeah. He verbally bitch slapped yeah. him or her. Yes, that that is that is a, a picture of the guy painted a picture of capitalism. Yeah, and, he, and our exchange for goods and our you know. Our have you seen this post on LinkedIn? No, I okay. haven't. Yeah, because he goes on to say exactly that. He says that's the difference between capitalism and welfare mentality. When you buy something, you put money in people's pockets and give them dignity for their skills. When you give them something uh, for nothing, you rob them of their dignity and self-worth. Capitalism is freely giving your money in exchange for something of value. Socialism, Bernie Sanders, is taking your money against your will and showing something and shoving something down your throat that you never asked for. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I've been reading up on that. You know, distribution of money versus uh, people making their own. Hey, wealth. I'm just gonna take your money. Uh, here's something you never asked for. I feel like I'm getting robbed right That's, now. Yeah, honestly. I mean, what? At this age, do we really need to be forced to buy healthcare? No. You know, if I had the choice, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But then we'd be fined next year for not having healthcare. Make sure you pay your taxes because. Uh, Dealing with the IRS is going to be... So oh, yeah. When the, when the IRS or the state owes you money, it takes them a year to write you a check. But when you owe them money... But when you owe them money... You're in jail in 90 days if you don't pay it up. <laughs> yeah. Ask the guy who, play, who played a Blade. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, yes. Tax evasion. Jail. Exactly. Yeah. So that's just our, uh, you know, kind of outlook at capitalism, consumerism, and all that stuff. I'm sure a lot of people listening or whoever we think is listening would be mad at what we say um i don't know close it up what is your final thought to a typical facebook activist social justice warrior anti-consumerist anti-native american genocide individual so so uh, how are you posting this post what device are you using a mac to post this post being anti a MacBook, uh, your cell phone, your laptop, whatever you have. It's like, man, this, this had to be built somehow, some way. If you're truly anti, you wouldn't be even, <laughs> you wouldn't even be on Facebook. Yeah, if you were truly anti, you wouldn't be annoying. You would just go. You wouldn't even say you, anything. We wouldn't even know about it. go off in your cave and build your fire. You wouldn't even build your fire because that would be hurting the planet. Oh, man. You would just probably, you know relieve the stress you're putting on Mother Earth and just do away with yourself. That's a true anti-consumerist. Oh. Just my thoughts. That's a very pessimistic look at it. Um, my final closing thoughts is hashtag cool to hate. Hashtag cool to hate. Hashtag cool to hate. That's it for this week's episode of Multiple Perspectives. We'll be back next week with some more controversies. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.